Hi everybody, welcome along to episode 20 of the What Do We Know podcast with myself, Jay, and with me is Rob. How's it going? Um, so we have the pro- proper Premier League back this week, thank God, after two weeks two weeks off. Yeah, nice and quietly easing us in with only nine out of the ten games before before yeah. uh, we record, so just a one game to preview, hopefully, for tomorrow night. For Monday night, yeah. And breaking news... Here at What Do We Know podcast, we have scrapped the 60 second summaries <laughs> for this episode anyway, this week, as, yeah. as life got in the way a bit and we didn't really have much time to write anything down. Not that it makes no odds to Rob over there, he just has to Google them, but anyway, we didn't have the time to write anything oh, down. Oh Jesus, so. this is never going to die. I'm glad the Mystic J thing is gone, but this is, this is never going to go away. <laughs> Yeah, it's still Mystic jump... Jay, I just don't say it as often. But It's not, it's not. <laughs> right. we, we'll crack on to it. So yeah. um, we're going to go on to the first game. What are we looking at? Liverpool and Watford. A fairly straightforward win for Liverpool. Watford gave them a little bit of a scare. I just can't get over how many free headers Jota wins. Chaps five foot For the nothing. size of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's he has that hang time kind of like Ronaldo, but yeah, Ronaldo is, has a bit of yeah, has has yeah. height as well. Like, but yeah, now he's he is something else in the air. We we've talked we've talked about him before. He is a a tidy little player. In fairness, yeah, great signing from Wolves. Um, Wolves that kind of looked like they might have been going towards what Southampton were a few years ago and being the Liverpool feeder team, but hasn't quite lived up to that expectation. With Wolves doing quite well, and then. They kind of polished off a relatively okay performance. Nothing special with Fabinho's 89th-minute penalty that drove, I'd say, thousands of people mad that Salah was already off the pitch after the <laughs> the Paddy Power special that was one shot on target. Max max of a tenner, one shot on target for yeah. Salah. Printing money, we all thought. And, of course, he had Didn't no shot out. on target and got taken off in about the 60th minute. He was... He was very poor. He was bad, yeah. Very poor. He's been bad since the African Cup of Nations, really. I don't know if there's uh, the contract situation playing on his mind as well, but but he definitely hasn't been, been great since then. Yeah, there's a chance of that, but there's talk, I think, today that he's going to be signing a massive bumper contract for long term. So, I mean, we were talking about, I think it was last week, that players need to be kind of moved on just before they start the downward spiral. And if Salah's recent form is not just a bit of a strop about contract or whatever else, then Liverpool might want to rethink that yeah. long-term contract. Well, it'd be interesting, like, as if they are going to pay him the the big, big money, like what the you know City, United, Chelsea, well, what they do with their players, it's opening a it kind of worms, as they say, because that's not the way Liverpool have done things in the past, and if you. Uh, fair enough Salah might be worth it but if you give him the money the next top player to come through is going to want to be on the same money as him then yeah so and then it's spiralling yeah and every player that comes into Liverpool is going to think they're the next top player Liverpool generally wouldn't be signing lads and going listen you're going to sit on the bench for a while we have a much better player in, in the position they're going to want lads that are going to be fighting for the, the position the likes of Simicast and Robertson who have been kind of trading in and out that left back position they don't want the player to come in and happily sit on the bench till there's an injury or a suspension or something. They're going to want lads to come in and compete for the position. So there's not going to be a, 
you sit in the back and just stay quiet we'll come to you when we need you there's going to be push and and fight and you make that position yours so there's no point in telling lads they're going to be a backup or a, yeah. a, a, a support player yeah sure we'll see what happens with, with that but on the game itself I suppose um, basically agree with what you say Wofford gave them a little bit of a scare when it was still 1-0 and it's always a dodgy enough scoreline that you know they yeah. They did have one or two good chances, but nothing, nothing ridiculously clear cut. Um, but you never know. No, but Liverpool were shown up again by what we've said a couple yeah, of times. Yeah. That ball over the top with the quick player running in behind. Wofford cut them open once or twice, just a, a quick ball over the top, and only for Allison made one great save and two or three wayward shots. It could have been I a different result. <laughs> sounding like a broken record here. With saying Liverpool haven't been playing great they're getting caught out with that that high line but they keep getting the wins I know but like I just think yeah. eventually that's going to catch up with them you can't keep scraping things like that I know that's what the top teams do but the top teams do that every once every maybe three or four games we are not performing great but you get the win you can't keep just not performing brilliant and giving up all these chances and riding your luck and get away with it, you know. So I I yeah. do think unless they, they turn the corner and they start playing good again, but at the moment I think they are it'll they'll get caught out with that. And obviously next week they play City, so that could be the day, you know. Yeah, who are who are perfectly set up to take take advantage of that with with the likes of Gundogan and De Bruyne and the form they're in. You're you're starting out asking for trouble when you're playing that high line. But even Ederson, how many times without even the team playing a high line does he pick out a pass? Yeah, hit, hitting it 60, 70 yards, and he could easily do that. And Liverpool are split open, and then City are through. But we'll see uh, how that pans out next week. But obviously Liverpool got the win anyway and went top for a couple of hours before. Yeah. We obviously will talk about City, but as we know, City won and went went back top but yeah well look before we talk about City we might move on and talk about Brighton Norwich this is going to take about 15 seconds <laughs> Brighton were better Norwich were shit they'd one attempt and goal very close to the end neither of them were worth the fucking point they, they, if they could have both lost that would have been a better result in my opinion uh, it was no quite missed a penalty yeah to go to go top scorer as Brighton yeah to go top yeah. scorer for Brighton ever and he blaze oh, it, it was it was terrible Brighton were all over them and just couldn't finish. Yeah. But, yeah. Norwich, like we said, that, that's Yeah, that, that's all you can really say on that. Um, and if I think, like if we were doing the 60-second summaries, that would have been in there and it would have been oh, a serious struggle been, to get Yeah, it would have hurt to try and pad that out. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and so, there's literally nothing to talk about on that. So, we'll no. just move swiftly yeah. past that one. As we said, on to Burnley City. City win with a comfortable enough 2-0 win. Um, once again, De Bruyne having a crack of a game and Gundogan with a look, just another one. It, it was early, but it was another ice on the cake. They never looked in real trouble. I think Burnley had a had a, an effort on goal very early on um, before the five minutes and then uh, City just took over. They, yeah, I, I think, think Burnley, what you have on, to do, especially with Burnley, when you're away to Burnley, is if you can score early. Yeah. That, that just completely changes the game. Whereas the longer they can keep it at nil all, the harder it gets. So 
getting that early goal pretty much was the, the main thing for City and then it was just ridiculously comfortable for them. Yeah, look, they and the thing is with City, you you very rarely see them, barring a team collapsing in front of them, you very rarely see them putting five, six, seven past the team. Yeah. They'll get two, they'll get three. They generally, if they concede, they might push on again, but generally it's 2-0, 3-0, 3-1, 4-1, some, something in around there. And they don't ever look to have to... Well, in the recent past that I can remember anyway, they don't look to have to push out of that gear. Barring the draw with Palace, which was a bit of an anomaly there the other, the other week, but yeah. they they seem to be quite comfortable in the majority of their fixtures. Yeah, and as I said then, they obviously went back top of the league just in time for them for the the big game next week then where could be the title decider. Um, I think obviously if City win it, it'll be the, tit- it'll be the title decider. Yeah. If it's a draw or Liverpool win, then it's it's still Fighting. all open. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, again, not a whole lot more to talk on that. Burnley obviously in big trouble, but they obviously weren't expected to win that game, so they would have been writing no. that off anyway. Yeah, it's their next few that they need to get results out of. They need to, I, like we said before, we'd love to see them, both of us, I think, would love to see them stay up um, at the expense of whoever. Leeds and... and Burnley are the two I want to say. I'm I'm sick of Everton. I've had enough of them. Uh, yeah, we'll get to them eventually. But yeah, Leeds and Burnley I are the want, two I'd like to stay up. Yeah, I'd, I'd be with you on on Everton. I I kind of, I I'd like Burnley to stay up for Sean Dyche, but other yeah. than that, I couldn't care less about Burnley. And I actually did have them in my prediction to get relegated. So I kind of want them to go <laughs> down because of Mystic J and all that, you know. Yeah, the less said about that, the better. We'll uh, we'll move on again. So since again, not a huge <laughs> amount of talking points, that game went to script. Um, we'll move on to a, an actual talking point. First one of the the night so far, when Brentford went to Stamford Bridge and smashed Chelsea four one. Wow, who saw that coming? <laughs> Especially after Rudiger's goal, forty yeah. yards out, absolute rocket of a goal. You thought then. And- like obviously nil all at half time and Chelsea come out score early in the second half you think alright that's it they're, they're going to kick on now and then what was it in the space of another 10-15 minutes 12 minutes Brentford went 3-1 up then yeah 12 minutes madness you knelt with a decent volley from about 18 yards Ericsson with a cracking worked goal but the entire Chelsea yeah. defence ran left to the ball carrier and left Ericsson on his own all he had to do was lift it over Mendy Mendy creamed him after it now, but he finished it well. And then you knelt with a lovely little dink over Mendy as well to make a 3-1. And Chelsea just didn't seem to have an answer after that. Yeah, it was it was mad. They kind of just fell apart, really. And obviously, Brentford looked the more likely to score the next. And they did score the next then and really put it to bed, winning 4-1. Yeah, Whistle with a good goal coming in from the corner. Think that now. See, Chelsea are probably hurt now with the with the ticket sales. Yeah, although they had a a crowd at that game, I don't know what the story is. When it yeah, actually takes so... effect, or what I know, season they're... ticket holders can still go. Yeah, but they yeah. they don't so... have like that many season ticket holders. As well, they do have a lot, but I mean, not they don't have a full capacity of season ticket holders. Yeah. So. But yeah, I don't know. There's something not right at Chelsea at the minute. They're just not performing. And I think we said last week they just didn't look. They looked out of sorts. They just they haven't looked like a consistently good team week in, week out. 
that we're, we'd be hoping. I think since they they went on, they went on a, a bad run there of of they they I think they lost one and then they drew like four in a row or four or five or something, um, a couple of months ago at this yeah. stage. But I think from then they they just haven't really gotten back back to form from from when we thought at the start where they looked like they were yeah, the, we, the the team we to both beat, called really, them early on you know? that they were gonna walk off with the league. Yeah. But if Brentford can so, do that, I think it's Real Madrid they're playing Champions League this week, isn't it? So yeah. if Brentford can do that in Stamford Bridge, what are Real gonna do to them if they don't sort themselves out by midweek? Yeah, sorry. Well, just is is it is it Chelsea and Real Madrid, yeah? I think so. Hang on, let me check the fixture. Atletico play City. Liverpool, Benfica, Bayern, Villarreal. And... Yeah, it is Chelsea and Real Madrid. Yeah, in Stamford yeah, Bridge. Yeah, yeah. It's got confused yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. You're right, yeah. The only saving grace for them is Real Madrid, obviously, an ageing team. Might not be, like, they aren't as good as they were, but yeah, still, like you said, if Brentford can do that, Real Madrid still have much better quality, yeah. so. But yeah, interesting. I think that, that kind of sucks Chelsea into the the kind of race for top four it kind of opens it up a yeah. bit it's it's not as as clear cut as we thought it would be with the top three fairly safe and then the fourth place in around three or four other teams um now they're only they're they're five points ahead with a game and five points ahead of spurs with a game in hand which might push them just that little bit out of touch again but they're they're way outside the top two so the the league aspirations are gone um but yeah, I think you're right. Top four is between kind of Chelsea, Spurs, Arsenal, West Ham, and United. If you really want to push it out, then Wolves would be very close. Fifty one points for West Ham and United, and forty nine for Wolves. It's not a huge amount. Of I wouldn't even push push it as far as as United to be. Yeah, honest. well, if you're taking United out, you're taking West West Ham out as well. So you're basically saying yeah, fourth true, is between yeah. uh, Chelsea, third and fourth is between Chelsea, Spurs, and Arsenal. Yeah, I think it is at this stage. It's just whatever order it, 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 it finishes yeah. in. But, um, Especially with Arsenal only having played 28 and Chelsea with 29 yeah. and then Spurs with 30. So Spurs in, in probably the worst position of the three, but on the table as It just as makes fourth. it a bit more... Um, it gives a bit more confidence or you know momentum to the likes of Arsenal and Spurs now because they would have thought they were only fighting for fourth. But the fact that they're... they're Still in touching distance of tour, yeah. it can really push on. If Chelsea do have another another bad result, then it's really wide open. Yeah, I mean, so. Spurs had a good result today, and Arsenal are playing really, really well under Arteta. We've mentioned this a couple of times. They're really progressing and, and performing well, so it's exactly what they're hoping for to be in this kind of position. Yeah. Um. But yeah, big result for Brentford. Um. They're they're kind of hovering just over that relegation battle zone. I think there's. We said a couple of weeks ago that there's only. We said, I think, originally six or seven teams in it and then kind of went, ah, it's probably three or four. It could be back to six or seven now with the results of the last couple of weeks. So, one of which being the next team we're going to move on to, which was the Leeds game against Southampton. One all draw where Leeds were all over Southampton for good stretches (laughs) of the game, just absolutely under the cosh Southampton were and Leeds should have put them to bed early on. First... First half hour, especially, it was. Now they were still open at the back leads, as always. But yeah, they were just yeah. they were playing well going forward, having the chances. Just 
didn't didn't take them. Um, obviously, well, they did obviously take one to go to go one up, but they should yeah. have obviously taken more to maybe put the game to bed by half time. But then yeah, and Rafinha hitting the post straight from a corner as well. Harrison with that kind of toe poke to to score, but the yeah. the talking point of the game, Ward Prowse's free kick. We were watching the game together in one of the lads' houses, and the minute that that uh, fell was called, Murrier, shout out to Murrier, pulled it up. Yeah, Warpreau's going to score this. He said, it's and he a did goal. absolutely, yeah. yeah, just absolute peach. It was beautiful. In fairness, I think as we all agreed as well, um, that Meslier could have actually got a stronger hand to it. It was a great free yeah. kick, but but he could have got a, a stronger hand. Not saying he would have saved it if he did get it. A stronger hand because the placement was good, but it, it wasn't. It wasn't one of them where it was more bad goalkeeping than a good free yeah, kick. But yeah. it was. It was a good free kick. But but yeah, it you, wasn't unsavable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Look, Leeds in that mix now. I'm. I have a few mates that are that are Leeds fans, and what I keep saying to them is, Everton are so bad, they're going to save you. Yeah. Because I fully believe that Everton are awful. Um. Again, we'll get to them in a little while, but they just don't seem to be offering anything to this. And there's a stat we'll get to when we get to the Everton game that just kind of puts it into perspective. But yeah, Leeds won, Southampton won. Leeds fighting hard enough. Like, a point is better than nothing, you know? It keeps the this, the table ticking over. I think it, tu- it turns out to be a good point after Watford lost, even though you're expecting yeah. Watford to lose to Liverpool. And well, you, you never know, so anything could happen. So if let's well yeah, and, and Burnley, but um with Watford being on before Leeds, had Watford somehow managed to get a result, whether yeah, it be a true. draw or a win against Liverpool, then you're looking at, at the, the game and if, if Leeds only managed to draw against Southampton at home, it might have looked yeah. it would have been a lot worse. But with with the way the, the results went, it's it's probably you have to look at it as a valuable point. Yeah, definitely. And like I was saying there, any point at this point of the season when you're in and around that relegation zone, a point is better than nothing. Three points is obviously ideal, but a point is better than nothing. And they need to keep the, the points taken over to keep themselves out of that, that battle. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So they're they're in a, a nice position. It's the, the two results there, um, Norwich and then... Oh, I can't think of who they played after Norwich, but they won anyway. Um, they they were the two things that really give them a bit of um, a small bit of breathing space. Whereas before that, they were they were looking very. I know they're on a bad run of fixtures at the time, but they were looking very like they were getting proper sucked into the to the battle. But yeah. they still that they've still managed to keep a bit of a gap there now, cause of them two good results the last two. Yeah, games. I think that. That turnaround against Wolves as well was kind of a catalyst. It got them yeah. kind of it turned things around a little bit for them, and they've had some good results since. I don't think one all against Southampton is a bad result. Southampton are yeah. a safe mid-table team who have been playing relatively well, a bit up and down, but relatively well. They were never. I don't think there any danger of being relegated at any point this season. Um, and Ward Prowse has just been supreme with his free kicks this this year. He's yeah. been he's had a step up from anything I've ever seen of him before. So it's like a peno. That's what we we're saying as well, isn't it? When you get a free kick in that area with him, it's it's nearly as good as getting the peno. Yeah, it's going to be on target. Same, similar. I I think as Rafinha, if he gets a free kick in that area, you're looking at it being on target. You either it's either going to in or you need to get a man chasing it up. 
So they both have players who can do that. And just speaking of that WordPress free kick, it's not the only cracking free kick that was scored this weekend. So we'll get to another one in a minute. But first, we'll move on to the Wolves game with Aston Villa. Wolves a 2 1 win. Hot and um, cold. Hot and cold. Poor Ashley Young with an OG. Hot, very hot and cold, yeah. But yeah, Ashley Young came on as a sub, um, I think around the 15th minute, and then about 15 minutes later, he scores an own goal. Yeah, and what an own <laughs> goal. It looked like he slipped, caught himself, turned around, and then headed, lobbed the keeper. I don't know how he did it. That's Ashley Young for you. Yeah. Good goal by Johnny first. First goal in seventh minute, bit of pinball in the box. He came in from the right hand side and just buried it. But a bit of a contentious decision, in my opinion, on the Ollie Watkins peno. He had an opportunity a couple of minutes beforehand where he's one on one to keeper and just, just, just touched it wide. But the peno, he keeper was coming out to claim. He came in, got a toe on the ball, pushed it away, and clattered into keeper. Keeper was coming out to claim the ball. Ball was there to be won. Where is he supposed to go? I just, I just don't see it's, it's contentious in my opinion, kind of from the defensive side of things. He didn't get the ball, but sure, he he didn't go for the man either. He he didn't move his direction. Watkins got the ball and ran into him. The keeper didn't move. Yeah, but Watkins Watkins got the ball and took it away from the keeper. But he wasn't going to get to the ball. He just booted it away. So. So it's a contentious decision in my opinion. Is that not still a foul? No. No, I don't think so. Like it, It's not a foul in the middle of the pitch if two lads run for a ball and one of them gets to it and they run into each other. Do you know what? They bounce off each other and the ball goes out, goes out of play. It's it's a, a throw-in or it's it's play on whoever. Do you know? No, I think it would be a free if they if, they, if if one player gets to the ball before him and the other player hasn't got anywhere to go but missed the ball. If it's, I, I don't agree. If it's basically shoulder-shoulder, yeah, I, I don't agree. I just think it's contentious. To say. I, I don't think it was a great decision. I don't think the keeper could have had anywhere to go. Um, And Watkins kind of... Look, it might have been a bit of a clever play, I suppose, on his on his part, but I, I just think it's contentious to be able to win a penalty like that. That's that's fair enough. Um, I see your point, all right. I, I just think it's, it's, it still doesn't get the ball. That that's what I think, and I know what you're saying. And there's different things that happen in the outside of the box and all that. Well, I think outside of the box, that would be a free kick as well. Regardless if you if you've nowhere to go, if you know, if if a player nicks the ball before you and runs into you, like they got the ball first. Yeah, well, to go to go back to another match we talked about before. Do you remember when Newcastle played City, and Ederson came out and cleared out the Newcastle attacker? Yeah, and got nothing for it. That was when Ederson was going for the ball. Yeah, yeah, missed the ball, but still took the man. This was completely separate. This had no. This wasn't even similar to that. And Ederson got nothing done against yeah, him. Yeah. Whereas this was a penalty. You know, it was much more straightforward, and it, to me, it seemed like much more stonewall penalty for the the Newcastle game than it did in this one. And this was given, and that's not. Now, to be fair, I think VAR had a relatively good weekend this weekend. There were very few, very contentious decisions that didn't turn out right. But I just think that that was just a little bit. Look, this is probably us coming at it from two different... I was a defender, you were an attacker. Attackers always going to want the penalty in that situation. The defenders always going to want a bit more physicality. Well, it's, like. all, it, it's, it, it's always a penalty. No, it's not always a penalty. Because it wasn't <laughs> given in one game, it was given in another. No, so. the, attacker, the attacker always gets the penalty. <laughs> attacker always wants the penalty. I don't know if they always no, get no, it. Always gets it. That's that's my uh, understanding of the rule. Well, I, I, I should always get the penalty. 
Look, you get what you want, I mean, not something we're unfamiliar not, with. Not so. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, no, I, I do. It's completely different to the Newcastle one, and the Newcastle one was worse. Was worse, like yeah. no. So it is. That's where the kind of you want the consistency to come in and, and things like that, you know. But um, but yeah, no, I think uh, I, I look. I do see your point uh, as as I said, but yeah, I think I think it was a penalty. But it the uh, I I can see why it's debated. You know why you you can debate it why others yeah, yeah. Would, wouldn't agree like it's it's it wasn't a clear cut uh, but like you said maybe it's just me coming at it uh, be it from an attacker's point of view and you coming at it from a defender's point of view but yeah that's the, we'll have to do, that's the glory of it all yeah we'll agree to disagree on that it didn't make any real difference <laughs> to the to the outcome of the game uh, was to two with the two one win um and still if they were a bit more consistent you'd be going Jesus they're in for Europa League, if not if not more, if they there's some points they lost this season that they could have been further up the table by, without much effort to be honest. Uh, they definitely dropped silly points like where you, they were expected to win. They were they were winning the games they were probably not expected to win to an extent. Like the the tougher yeah. games, they seemed to be winning them ones, but the 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 ten, the games against the the lesser teams, they're they're dropping points there, but. Still, still a lot to play for them for Europa League. I know you touched on it. Uh, if you wanted to stretch as far as Wolves for top four, I think they they wouldn't get they 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 were in with a shout a couple of weeks ago, but but I think that's gone now. But a massive chance for Europa League for them anyway. Yeah. Now I didn't mean to give you a rant before your regular rant with the Peno talk, but uh, we'll move on. I suppose to uh, your frustrations again. I suppose with United, <laughs> one all with Leicester. <laughs> New a new week, same frustration. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just not much to say really. Um, shy performance from United. Leicester were pretty good. Um, but more more of just United being shy. That first half was shocking. They they didn't look bothered. I thought with with them getting knocked out of Champions League and then not playing. For two weeks after, um, I thought they might have been raring to go and kind of give something to the fans and say we're we're gonna have this last push to get to the top four, and there was nothing of that, nothing at all of that. Like yeah, and there was there was talk as well before the game that Ronaldo was out with an illness. That's now a hip injury, as far as I remember, before the international break. Two games for Portugal without issue, and then illness when he comes back. Is there something going on there? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's odd. Like he put up um, a, a photo on Instagram today, actually, with out with the family. They looks like they're out in a park or something like that. Um, now obviously he's well entitled to do that if he wants, but I'm just kind of like if you're a sick, posting a photo yeah. like that with your family doesn't look the best you know he could have still 24 hours yeah, after you can't like play i know game. he's ronaldo and if he didn't post it somebody else would have seen him there and maybe took a photo of him but someone his advisors are like he's experienced enough now that he doesn't need advisors to tell him don't post something like that when you've just said you can't play the day before due to an illness yeah you know it so it does there, there was a bit of um when the news broke that he had this this illness there was already you know conspiracies or whatever saying is this is this true because of what happened like you said before the international break play two games 
full 90 minutes for Portugal then all of a sudden so he he's just increasing that conspiracy or whatever you want to call it but yeah. we definitely shouldn't have posted it and um, so yeah I don't know it's a tough one to kind of tell if there, there's any truth in it or not but, but he definitely shouldn't have posted that anyway but he wouldn't have made a difference if he played or not because United were fucking that bad anyway created very little well there's talk of Ten Hag having been spoken to about the, the role is he your number one for the position if Ranić isn't extended in the management position or is there someone you'd rather see or like I'm still just of the opinion that it doesn't really matter like who's there because they're still I think are fucked either way now I'd like to be wrong and whether it's Ten Hag or Pochettino or whoever it is they, they can come in and make a difference but I just it's been the same for the last 10 years you know we've had top managers there if you like well to an extent but we had Mourinho obviously did manage to win a bit but still didn't work Van Gaal yeah his style of football and this blah 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 but he was still he's won everything pretty much and he couldn't yeah. do it. like so there's there's just there's the bigger problems like so I don't I don't uh, we said it last week when we were doing the weekly rant anyway I don't think a, 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 any manager will make a difference so you, you sound uh, hurt and disappointed there Jason I wouldn't say hurt and uh, I'm more annoyed at the fact that this is what I'm just becoming used to that's what hurts me more like you know there's no there's no real excitement going into a game you know you're you're going in expecting the same shite again you know well we might get a win but yeah. like you're not expecting great performances although like i did say i i did believe in my own head that they were going to come out all guns blazing to for the fans and stuff like that because they know this is all they have to play for but quickly it took 10 minutes to realize they weren't going to do that you know yeah, I saw a great tweet there just after the game, something along the lines of the penance of being a United Munster and Cork fan from the 90s and 2000s is continuing strongly <laughs> with with that kind of result. Week in, like you said, week in, week out and just not getting the performances. Do, I, I don't see how any argument can be made that the players aren't there. I think they are. I just think there must be other shit, politics, uh, cliques, in 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 fighting whatever it is that's just not allowing cohesion in that team to I thought yeah. I actually thought a couple of weeks ago when Ronaldo didn't play that United looked a lot better they didn't look like they were looking for him with every ball they were able to play more as a team yesterday was they they needed someone like Ronaldo to kind of just yeah. kick things on a bit for them well like they uh, I don't know what they were really trying they had Fernandez was up there as the striker, then it was Ilanga at one stage, even Sancho at, at one stage, I think Pogba at one stage, it just wasn't working, trying the, the false nine, even. I don't even know if that's what they were actually trying to do, but it just it just wasn't working, Um, so like that, they probably did, like I said, I still don't think they would have won, or Ronaldo would have made a massive difference, but at least they would have had a, an out-and-out striker up there, Yeah, would have been in the right positions at the right time, but, but yeah, they were just, just all Look, over the place again, you know, there was one attack very close to the end that kind of summed it up. Cross came in for the right wing. Rashford misses it completely. And Sancho boots it off from his right boot onto his left boot and kicks it wide. Yeah. And and then, like, then Rashford, when he goes clean through and Ilanga tries to take the shot and just kind of tackles Rashford. Yeah. Now, in, in saying yeah. that, I think 
he should have left it for Rashford, but I think it was Castagna who was coming and was putting Rashford under a bit of pressure. I, I don't think Rashford was going to get a clean shot at it anyway. I think it might have been blocked anyway, but it was just more poor, poor decision making again. Like they yeah. might have nicked the, like I said, I don't think he would have scored, but it could have been a chance to maybe nick the, the win. But if they did, it would have been so unjust. <laughs> Yeah, especially with Le- with Leicester with a disallowed goal, rightly disallowed. Yeah. Now, to be fair, with the with the tackle on Fran, but still a disallowed goal, and they looked far more dangerous going forward. But that's like the, than United the, the, did. The, Madison and Barnes they were, were very good. Yeah, the that VAR decision yeah. should have kicked United on. There was twenty. I think it was twenty minutes left when the the goal was given, but then VAR ruled it out, and like the the fans were yeah. cheering and everything. That should have kicked the players on to say right. We we got away with that there. Let's go get get the winner. Go and, win and it this. was only it was yeah. literally only maybe the last five minutes where they even looked like trying, and I, I wouldn't even say they actually tried because it only it was like they were just trying to make it seem as if they they had to pretend they wanted to win, but but even at that it, it was nothing. But it should have been from that moment. It should have been all guns blazing then at least, but that didn't happen yeah. either. So I think that's definitely. That's whatever faint chance they had a top four before the game. I think that's it gone now. So more ropey Ephraim. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> right, we'll move on with that then. <laughs> yeah. to, uh, West Ham's 2-1 win over Everton. Um, West Ham, another kind of up and down team, but progressing well enough in there and around in and around there with uh, European aspirations, if nothing else, and another cracking yeah. free kick. A left, a left footer this time from Cresswell after uh, Ward Prowse's right footer earlier, but again, just buried in the top corner not not being saved they're almost car- a carbon copy of yeah. each other just with the the on the obviously the other side yeah. like um although in saying that Cresswell's was a was more in the top corner yeah. probably more unsavable as opposed to when we were saying Ward Prowse's wasn't exactly unsavable but um yeah Cresswell's was placed beautifully yeah. then Holgate with the crack and finish through bodies in the box kind of got on the volley wasn't due to be starting and ended up getting the equaliser um, yeah. the 53rd minute big deflection it took that. yeah still look he had it on target or he wouldn't have held it, did. it, so. it, it yeah no it looked like a lovely strike yeah. the way it nestled into the corner but it was uh, one of the angles you could see it took a it did take a massive deflection but um, but it was a controlled shot on the volley though so yeah and then the winner after Antonio took off down the left wing at West Ham had a go on target Pickford saves and then Bowen just lifts it over him that was Iwobi gave the ball away though. Yeah, um, very softly. The terror, terrible miscontrol, yeah. and it went straight to. Um, I think it might have been Royce, and he just played it through to Antonio, yeah. and then, like you said, and, Bowen got the rebound. And but, Michael Keane with a red card as well, sec for the second yellow. Apparently, third game in a row yeah. where Everton have finished with ten men. Third was it? I said no. They had yeah. now two. I didn't know it was the third. Jesus. And the stat I was talking about earlier was in the eleven game eleven games Frank Lampard has been in charge, they've lost seven. Yeah, they're just they're they're so bad. They're like, terrible, <laughs> you know. And it's it's they're another club at the moment, similar to United, that are just run badly. And yeah. I think they have the players again. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think had Lampard known that going into it, I, I don't think he'd have took it. Even Benitez as well when he decided to take it um you know and looking back a lot of people saying with Ancelotti they're, they're saying he 
he kind of failed almost at Everton. If you look back now, you might say he probably did a good job to get them where where they were because look at them now, you know. Yeah. So yeah, like the, the, the there was so, I I had a feeling there was something wrong when Hamas Rodriguez out of nowhere after having quite a good start to the season getting injured and then before he even got back wanted out of the club. I was it just that type of thing where there's a top quality player like that once out of a top Premier League side that quickly into being bought. It's a bit like Di Maria with United. You're kind of going, there's something not right here. I don't know if it's just a personal thing or if it's if it's something more, but it, there, there's something odd going on there and it just didn't, it yeah. just doesn't seem like maybe the championship is the best thing for them. It might cause a sale or a restructure or whatever, but they're they're not Premier League quality at the minute. Yeah, it'd be great to see them go down. We'll, we'll see what happens. They've, uh... Obviously, a few games in hand to get some points, but the, as we've touched on before, their their games in hand and remaining games aren't very favourable. So, are tough. Um, the only thing is yeah. they might, like you touched on with Leeds, saying Everton is what will keep Leeds up. Something like that could happen for yeah. Everton with the likes of Watford and Burnley. They might not. They need to start getting a few wins as well for before Everton yeah. get get properly sucked into it. But it's uh, it's gonna be a very tough one for them. And I think Everton and Burnley play during the week, don't they? Oh, they do actually, yeah. So well, there, there's a, there's so a massive one, like. Yeah, that's a huge six pointer. If if Burnley can win that, that's Everton. That's one of Everton's game in hands gone. One of Burnley's game in hands over Leeds gone, and Everton are putting themselves into trouble. So we'll have to wait yeah. and see how that turns out. And then on the other end of it, West Ham still doing, doing very well. Obviously, uh, yeah, it's still an outside chance for top four, but they're kind of. I think the same boat was in United. I think they're they're probably gone, but they have the Europa League, of course. Though they have a chance in that. What well, I actually meant to check this out though. Are we are we in one of them situations again where, if Liverpool or City win the Champions League, and West Ham win the Europa League, yeah, the f- will finish outside the top four. Yeah, the places have to push down one to get ex- the does, teams does, in. Does... Is that what you mean? Because. No, sorry. What way? No, it's it wouldn't be that. It'd be if Chelsea were to somehow win the Champions League, and they finished outside top four, and West Ham won the Europa League and yeah. finished outside top four, then whoever finishes fourth would lose out. Which is looking possibly to be Spurs or Arsenal at the moment. Yeah. Um, you're probably right because yeah, they but can't that's have... if che- but that's if Chelsea dropped out. Yeah. So. Which is again yeah, unlikely, so but Spurs or Arsenal, yeah, Spurs yeah. or Arsenal would then finish third or fourth, but whichever one of them was to finish fourth would miss out. Yeah, obviously, if if all that happened, but but yeah, it's uh, lots of ifs and buts. We've only got what, yeah, about eight games left. More for some, less for others. Um, so there's what twenty odd points in the air at the minute. So we'll see, see what happens with them over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and move on then to our last review of the game, which was. A bit of a cracker in the second half. Spurs 5-1 win over Newcastle. Yeah. Um, good performance from Spurs just just when they needed it. Obviously, not brilliant in the first half. Went 1-0 down. Managed to get a goal before half-time. But then second half, they they just blitzed Newcastle. Newcastle didn't, didn't know what to do. Yeah. Like I was saying to you about Man City, they don't really score a huge amount unless teams fall apart. Newcastle yeah, fell yeah. apart. Shar had a decent free kick in the first half. Loris probably should have done better, similarly to the the Ward Prowse. 
should have done better, saw it late, but could have, could have done better. Um, and then the, the equaliser from Davies. But the second half, Doherty's son, Royale and Bergwijn. Bergwijn was only on the pitch yeah. a couple of minutes and was fed through by Luke Moore, who was also only on the pitch a couple of minutes. Um, five goals for Spurs without Harry Kane scoring is not something yeah. you say very often. Now they doing what they had to do with playing before Arsenal. So they've um, yeah. they've gone into the, the top four at the moment. Obviously, Arsenal have to play on Monday night, um, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, yeah. But I think they've got still have they'll have one, two games in hand on Spurs at the moment, and yeah. then when yeah. they play Monday after that, they'll have still have the one. But yeah, now they that yeah. Spurs have done all they can do there. Um, after Conte, yeah, and a special shout to, sorry, a special shout to Matt Doherty who playing out of position on the left had an absolute cracker of a second half. Could have had two Son and himself both lined up for that third goal. Yeah. Could have been either one of them put it away. After Doherty got the second, and he just that that position. I don't know if it's going to be good same going forward, but it just seemed to suit him. He was able to run the wing, and um, he had a great one two for, I think it was this the third goal, Royale's goal, fourth goal, sorry, Royale's goal. Um, where he'd uh, one two out muscle the defender and then put the ball across the box for Real to put, to put away. He just it just seemed to fit him coming in a bit like how Robin would have come in off the right wing onto his left foot. Doherty coming in off the left wing onto his right foot might just fit. Did you just compare Matt Doherty to Arjun Robin? N- no, the, the, <laughs> I don't mean the players. I just mean the position and how they're working. Oh, I don't, right, I, no, Jesus. absolutely not. No. <laughs> I could have done the same event about Marcus Rashford, how he starts on the left and comes in on his right yeah, foot. Yeah. And that would probably be a better comparison, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's good. Um, because he's had a tough time of it at Spurs, obviously. Yeah. Brought in by Nuno, who we had at, who had him at Wolves. But then Nuno got sacked and Mourinho came in. And Mourinho didn't, didn't take to him at yeah. all. So it's good to see him getting, getting a new lease of life under Conte. So, um, yeah. I didn't read the whole article, but there was something recently where he wasn't having a good time of it, was about to go off on international break, went off, had a good international break, and then came back to Conte. So things kind of started living up for him, and he's progressing now, he's developing yeah. now, and he's starting to play. So it's it's great that he was talking about walking away from the team, looking for transfers, this, that, and the other, and now he's he looks to be integral to what they're doing. So it's great to see. Yeah, always good to see the Irish players doing well. Um and just on that, then you you wanted to mention another Irish player who who done well today. Yeah, Chiodozi Ogbeni after two very good games for Ireland in the international break. Friend, albeit friendlies, great goal against Belgium again, albeit a a weakened Belgium side, but played really well against Lithuania, who did their best to just stop Ireland for ninety minutes and took a special goal from Troy Parrott. But Ogbeni was playing for Rotherham today, um, and. They went to extra time in the cup final and ended up winning a 4-2. So, great, as you said, great to see Irish players doing well. Yeah, and he was um, influential in the in the comeback for them. Um, so, yeah, good to see. Despite um, the, his manager having an issue with Stephen Kenny playing him for 180 minutes over the two, the two games. But look, yeah, he still yeah. came in. He, he scored to make a 3-2. And was as you said influential in the in in the game, and that's just if like you said, brilliant to see Irish players playing well. And the more we can mention them on this, the better. I'm in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, and as you said last week, when or was it the week before? It was last week when we were talking about the Ireland games. Now we're not going to be winning any World Cup soon, but 
but when you can see them in their domestic leagues playing well, it yeah. can only be good for for the national team. So, so exactly, players developing, player. especially young players. Yeah, exactly. They, it's great to see. Yeah, so that's pretty much it. So one last thing, then we'll just touch on quickly because obviously we record on the Sunday, so we have a little preview for the Monday night game. Um, just do a quick prediction, I suppose. So it's Arsenal and Palace. Um, Arsenal are at home, I think, aren't they? No, Palace are home. Already? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, just we'll do the usual, I suppose. Uh, give us a score. <laughs> it's it's tougher now. We both called a city win away on the Monday night game against Palace, and it didn't work. So yeah, I still think Arsenal are gonna have too much for them. I'm gonna say one 0 Arsenal. Yeah, I'm similar myself. I'll say I'll go two one Arsenal. Grand. We're both gonna be wrong again, aren't we? And <laughs> as I was gonna say, uh, as when the episode goes out Tuesday morning, we will see yeah. how wrong we are. Four 0 Palace. That's <laughs> game over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we'll see what happens there. Um so that's it for for the big twenty. Um as we all always say, you know, like, follow, share on the, the socials and um on the, the, the platforms you listen if you can, it'd be much appreciated. And even just tell one person. Yeah, yeah, just tell one person about us and see how we get on. No matter when you do tell them, just say, you know, these lads are great. Listen yeah. to their podcast. Let them find out the truth um, for themselves. Just make them yeah, listen yeah, once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we'll be back again next week, obviously, and probably have the 60-second summaries, um, although quite enjoyed not doing them, to be honest. Uh, but we, we'll get back to that next week. Yeah, we'll have to come up with something else if we get rid of them, just to add a bit of spice to the episodes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, so thanks a mil for listening. And as we always say, what, what do, do we, we know? know?